Hello and welcome to E3, Energy and Efficiency with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mottram. This podcast is all about architecture, building science, and female entrepreneurship. So prepare to get nerdy. All right, welcome to Energy and Efficiency with Emily. Today we have a very special guest. Um, so a special episode this week on the podcast uh, we took spoke with instructor Matt earlier, and now we're going to get to talk to a student, Sydney. So Sydney, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, I'm a senior in Taylorville High School, and I'm the only female enrolled in our building trades program this year. Um, The main reason that I wanted to do it, actually, Taylorville got hit with a tornado uh, December 1st of 2019. And so this pro- this whole project and bringing back our building trades program was kind of like a community service thing. And that's what really like made me want to switch all my classes because I had already been put in other classes. It made me say, okay, I need to be in this building trades class because I had already been in Mr. Bloomquist's class my uh, sophomore year when it was home repair and maintenance. Uh, so I, I was familiar with him and I already knew that like, we would be doing some similar things. So I, I was really interested in it. I think it is amazing that you chose to do this. Um, I was you when I was in high school. Uh, I took a lot of technology classes. We actually didn't have a building trades class, which I wish that we would have because I would mm-hmm. totally have been on board with that. But my my grandfather, uh, when I was growing up, was a contractor. And so we did a Habitat for Humanity style construction program in the summertime. So we would go and we would work on people's houses and that got me really into it. And I was always the only female in the class. And, um, but I thought it was a great outlook. Um, I grew up in a farming community. And so, you know, for me, it was kind of natural to just do, um, you know, women did what men did, but, um, I think it's really cool that you chose to do this, that you felt compelled to give back to your community, but that you were willing to, you know, go into something that's somewhat male driven. And so did you have any trouble that first day with people giving you a hard time uh, on the job site? Or did you just tell all the boys what was going to happen? Well, if they're all used to me being the only girl in class anyway, because that's how it was my sophomore year. And it was a lot of the same people. Um, I know they don't really give me any trouble. I mean, if anything, I'll give them some, we'll tease each other back and forth. That's how it is on a job site. But I really relate to, um, you because I live with my grandparents actually. And my grandfather, he's always been in construction and I live on a farm. So I've also always been in construction. We, uh, we had a double wide trailer that I grew up in. And then in third grade, we did a 30 by 40 addition to it and then gutted and remodeled that trailer. So I've been in this for so long. Like I'm ahead of a lot of the guys in the class and they all know that. So that's why I don't really get any flack from them or anything. And I mean, not all of the guys that I shouldn't say it like that, but, um, No, but I think it's really important to hear. And it's part of what I do with this podcast is, you know, it's energy and efficiency, which is cool. I think it's awesome what what Mr. Bloomquist has been doing with you guys and doing a 
perform, you know, a higher performance house. Um, but it's also female entrepreneurship. And for us to go out there and say, Hey, it's totally fine. Like it's, it's just a thing. And to help empower other females to like, it's just a thing. Like it's, it's, or it's not a thing, you know, like you didn't have a hard time. I didn't have a hard time. It was really natural. Um, I've talked to, um, I'm not sure if you've listened to the podcast, but I did an entire month of women in construction. Um, who basically said the same thing. And I have one female contractor who owns the company who says she often will have women that come up that will say, I don't have any experience. I'll work from free for free. I just want to learn. And I want to say, you don't have to do that. The boys don't have any experience either. And they're not asking to work for free. So, um, I love that you come out and you say, Hey, you know, I had experience. I had more experience than some of these people, but to just say that everybody has to start or learn somewhere, you know, you got to learn from third grade, uh, but some people don't start until high school or college. And I love these trade programs are doing that. And I also love that apparently you're in journalism. So you've been talking a lot about, so tell me a little bit more about writing about this project. So why I love writing about this project is I know what's going on with it rather than if we assigned it to somebody else in my journalism class, they would be really lost. Um, and it's been really cool to like, I get to see the progress. I mean, we started with the foundation and it's going from the ground up. We've got almost all the siding done. We're finishing the drywall. It's so incredible that I can go back to my writings about it when it first started when it was just an idea last year and we were working on this mobile classroom that I'm in um, going from that all the way to where we're at now just seeing the progress of it and having it mapped out is something that's incredible for me yeah it's going to be really huge um, it's part of why I did this podcast um, it's part of why we start talking about this um, it's always really disappointed when you have an article written about one of your projects and the writer isn't in the building science or even just building community and and they interpret what they they think you said and um, you know it's so much more important that they hear it directly from the people who are part of the project because you have a really unique experience with this. You know the ins and outs of everything. And so you can write about it in a very detailed way that then hopefully catches more people's attention. You know, there's no sort of sugarcoating like, oh, they built this beautiful project. And you're like, well, yes, we did, but we did this and we did that. And that's how I think we'll get more people interested in, you know, the really cool idea of building and trades. And right now there's a, a labor shortage in the country. Well, right now, actually, I guess everybody is at home. So, and, you know, it's really unfortunate for you that this being your senior year and finishing it up, um, the potential that, you know, you may not make it back onto your job site, which has to be really hard uh, for you being this being your last year. But um, hopefully what you got to do before you got to this point was inspiring enough that you'll continue on. What do you plan to do um, after after school? Are you going to get into trades or writing or what are you up to? Well, I don't have a solid plan. Um, I know that I'm going to Illinois College to begin with in the fall, but um, I'm not exactly sure what I want to study. I know that I don't want to write like as a career, but the journalistic aspects that I would want to continue in would be like publication design. I just ideally want to combine 
publication design with the trades. Um, we took a trip. There were six of us in building trades who took a trip down to Columbia, Missouri, and we had the amazing opportunity to meet so many huge names in the trades. We met Steve Basic and Matt Reisinger, and we met um, Travis. I'm going to butcher his last name. Hang on. I have a card here. It's okay. You can just say Travis. There are lots of people. We had Travis on the podcast. People know yeah. who you mean when you say Travis. Catalyst Build, yes. Um, and they all, it was so amazing to me because they all took such an interest in what I had going on. And they're, I mean, they're out here engineering like the zip system sheathing and the taping. And it just, it blew my mind that they wanted to know like what I had going on and what my plans were because they were telling me about these magazines down in Texas that I could get kind of get my foot in the door with like an internship or something. And so like, if I could just keep maybe writing about the trades, maybe writing about my projects as a side project, but stay in the trades, that would be so ideal for me. That's actually a great thing to do. A lot of the best articles written in these trade publications are written by other people in the field. Um, I don't know if you've come across Mike Maines at all. He writes for Green Building Advisor. Um, he's actually a friend of mine here and a colleague in Maine, um, and he writes about it a lot, but he's also a builder designer. So his articles are so well written because he lives it every day. So he still builds, he still designs, and then he writes about it. And I think that would be a great niche for you. One, because we need to promote females in the construction trade industry. So I'd love to see, you know, fine home building or green building advisor, you know, even if you wrote an article now about your current project and just said, hey, other women, it's super easy to get into this. We have a trade shortage. We need people. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. There's so many cool things to do in it. And the trades are where it's at. And for me, for building science, um, it's a great place for the trades to, um, to say, how do we connect cool things with your generation? You know, your generation has access to so many different technologies, things that even I didn't grow up with. And how do we connect that to the trades and make the trades really cool for, for your generation coming into it? You know, it's, it's cool to swing a hammer and it's cool to have building science and how do these things get um, put together? And then seeing those of us who, you know, are female or are, are different in the trades who are doing building science, just say, Hey, you know, we think this is cool. I think we'll empower other people. Um, I don't know if you've seen the move over Bob movement, um, the whole, it was started by a woman contractor who she actually just, uh, she wrote a Twitter post, I think is how it got started. And, and it was sort of a funny, like, ha ha, move over Bob the builder and not like get out of the way, but make room at the table for us. And it exactly. she started um, just talking to other females in the profession and helping each other and being a support system for, for each other and just saying, hey, I'm doing it. And I think that is, um, that's a huge part of it is just, hey, we're out here, you know? Hey, there are other female architects, there are other female builders, there are other females in construction. Something that I think scares off a lot of women and like 
a main reason that they wouldn't want to get into the trades is because they look at it as like all physical labor and they're thinking, well, I can't do that. I'm not going to be good enough to do that or strong enough when there's so much more to it than just that. And there are so many little niches that you could get into, like with building science alone, there's so many different like eco-friendly things that you can just study and you might you might be really smart and you're really good at science, but you just don't feel like you could be a builder when really you can. You brought up a really valid point right there. Um, and one of the things that I love about uh, Bensonwood and their Unity Home Factory is that they have all hydraulic lifts that they use to pick up large sheets of sheetrock and large pieces of plywood. And you could be a feeble old man, you could be a female, you could be a guy at the top of your prime. And it all is very simple and easy and I think we'll move towards some more factory building so getting people interested in the trades and being able to work in a setting where it's not labor intensive and it is super cool I mean I walked through their factory and they can cut their boards within a 30 second of an inch I mean you're never going to see that in in typical stick built construction but one of the other uh female contractors and if you have a chance go back and listen to the one with Heather Thompson um, what she mentioned is that people get really concerned about the labor intensive uh, parts of it. And she's like, we just have two or three people pick up, you know, a piece of, of sheathing or something. And I'm sure that you found that on your job site too, is sure there are some things that are a little bit more labor intensive, but you just get a couple more people and you figure out a different way to do it. And that's the cool part about technology in your generation is we're going to start seeing people who are creating things that are easier. Like maybe you build the whole gable end wall on the ground and then you have a crane that picks it up. Like, okay, exactly. you know, so there are so many cool things and cool ways that the built environment is changing that does make it easier for, you know, females to be in the building construction industry. Or it was probably always okay for us, but just thinking that it's okay. You know, some of it right. is just a mindset, you know, it's, or for me, I will never be a roofer because I don't really like heights. So even on your building construction project, you would probably have never found me on the roof. Yeah. So were there parts of the project that you liked? I know you're, you're not all the way through yet, but were there certain things or parts of construction that you liked better than others? Um, I really love the framing. I've, we actually, my sophomore year, we did frame a couple of Habitat for Humanity classes. And so I remembered a lot from that already. And um, I just, it's so easy to get into a rhythm with it. And you can just go. And I also love um, the blueprints. I love reading blueprints and knowing what it means. That right there is a skill. And I will tell you that after being in the field for uh, 11 years is 95% of people can't read a blueprint or a drawing. They don't know what the two dimensional plan is asking them to do. So I think that it's awesome that you love that part and being able to see it. I know for me, the coolest part was seeing my first house built. It's like I designed this piece on paper and I had this idea of what it would look like because I can understand three-dimensional dimensional plans but then you go and you see it go together and you see a wall get put up and you're like oh that is so cool and there's something really exciting about at the end of the day you look back and you go 
you know, we built all these walls. There was nothing here this morning. Or, you know, we put a roof on this house. There was, you know, there was nothing here this morning. And so that part for me was always so exciting how it completely transformed. And I love during the building process where things get bigger and smaller depending on which phase that you're in. So it looks so huge when you put the floor deck on and then you put the walls up and you're like, it feels so small. And then you put the sheetrock up and it feels so big. And then you paint it and it feels small. And then they put the furniture in and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's something so fun about that part of building that I always really loved and being on the job site and kind of seeing all those parts and walking a homeowner through that um, was really exciting. So um, more that I talk and think about it, I mean, I love designing and I love blueprints. I would love to be an architect. I just need to figure out how to get started on that path. Well, I might have a little bit of experience for that. So you can definitely take classes um, when you go to school um, that could lead towards you doing that. And um, even if the school that you chose to go to doesn't have a program in architecture, you can always do a master's afterwards in architecture. And what I would say is there are a lot of cool programs that allow you to work while you're in school at the same time so that you have kind of experience and then you have architecture. Um, you can do your general education for a year and transfer to a school that has an architecture program. Um, and there are also technical schools where you can do, um, you can do the drafting and all of that part without going to the full extent of being an architect. And so if you like drafting, you might try taking a drafting class, you know, in your freshman year, they probably have uh, something or you can learn the technology. Um, because some people find that although they like the design part, they don't like sitting in an office 90% of the time. Um, and that was one of the things for me and part of why I started my own business is I like to be out in the field. I like to go out in the field, but I like to design too, but I don't want to sit in my office 95% of the time. That, that, that part's not fun. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are so many ways that you can kind of get into architecture. There are four and two programs, which are, um, you do, you work as you go through. There are five-year full school programs. Um, and then there are, you know, get a degree in something that doesn't even have to be related and then do your master's while you're working um, that, to be an architect. So lots of different ways that you could do it. I don't know much about the school that you picked, um, but I certainly can look at it and see, I can say, hey, I take this class, try it out. See if you want, uh, if it's interesting to you. Um, you're going away from um, working for a number of years. So you used to be able to work for an architect for 10 or 15 years and then sit for your licensure uh, as well. But, like uh, an apprenticeship. Yes. Um, but they're doing away with that a little bit, um, making school uh, a slightly higher priority over uh, years of experience. Um, so going to an accredited design school. But what I'll tell you is, architecture school teaches you how to design. It doesn't teach you how to build anything <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't teach you how to run a business. Uh, and so if you, you know, if you do some of those other things, you know, you could get a business degree the first time around and then do a master's in architecture and, you know, work in the construction field or, you know, honestly, I think every architect should, um, spend their summers building for a builder. So, uh, 
Um, so Illinois College, it's in Jacksonville, and also based in Jacksonville, is one of the offices for Morton Construction. And we actually, I met somebody who works there, and he told me about how they're looking to hire, and how if I got my foot in the door right now, I would definitely have a job. And so I feel like um, Illinois College and Jacksonville, like that setting is going to be really good for me to figure out what I want to do, because the reason that I don't want to get set in anything is because I know there's so much that I don't know right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to get my hopes like set on one thing just to learn, well, I'm actually going to be happier doing something else. But um, if I could study like something in um, like the math related areas of architecture at Illinois College, since they don't have architecture, and then over the summers work with Morton Building, I think that would be a really good thing for me to keep on having the experience of being on a job site while also still learning. That would be the best possible thing. Um, occasionally I have my friend Bob Swinburne on the podcast and he started out in construction, went to architecture school, worked in construction again afterwards, you know, and is, is getting back to doing a lot more architecture now, but you know, I think he's a much better architect because he spent so much time in construction and it's just those little details of like, Oh, I've built this. I've put this together. You know, there's, there's design in knowing how everything goes together in the construction mm -hmm. and, and you'll be hands above. And I think it's awesome that you could potentially do that in the summertime um, is, is work for a contractor and, you know, go to school in, you know, math related something. It doesn't even have to be super math based depending on if you chose uh, um, different schools um, because the math is so related to the architecture portions of it that, you know, I mean, I guess understanding calculus and, and doing that is is good but you know they they relate it in your structures class to you know the beams and and that sort of thing so um but just taking classes that you think might interest you trying it out seeing if you like drafting i mean so honestly as an architect i don't really love to draft <laughs> i like to design but i don't love to draft it's just not one of my favorite things which i think is why i'm not in the um i'm not in office 24 seven in traditional architecture uh, sense is that like you, I like to be out in the field and it's cool that I know how to draft and I can put things together, but you know, I have somebody that does the lion's share of my drafting or you might find that you think that using Revit or AutoCAD is like the coolest thing ever. And you <laughs> might decide that, that you really love to do that. And so I encourage you to just take a bunch of different classes, take an art class, take a drafting class, take math related things and just see where your passion takes a, take an electrical class and see if you like running electrical wire. Like electrical. <laughs> see, you already know. I don't either. <laughs> My husband is a mechanical engineer. I think he's rewired our entire house and I'm like, I don't do electrical. <laughs> yeah. So with, um, being in an office and like designing on AutoCAD and all that, I know that I love to design on a computer, but my drawback from wanting to be in an office setting all the time is I don't want those hunched over shoulders and having those neck <laughs> problems from sitting there all the time. That's why I want to be out in the field. Mm -hmm. 
So design build might be the way to go for you. You know, there could be firms that do design build, they do some in-house drafting, they do some field work, they do, um, you know, Benson Wood in their factory, they have, you know, computer modeling that then the machines do and then they're, you know, dense backing walls and, you know, there's some, there's just some super cool things in the trade industry now that are going to just keep getting better with your generation. And I think they'll be a perfect fit for you, whether it's architecture, building somewhere in between, building science, writing for Green Building Advisor. Um, the the world is, is endless. And I'll tell you, at 18, you don't have it all figured out and it's perfectly okay to have no idea what you want to do. <laughs> I, uh, I went to architecture school straight out of high school and you know that was five years where you're, you're fully committed to it and then three years of internship afterwards before you're even allowed to sit for your architecture license and at that point you're already in it for eight to ten years you're kind of like okay I guess this is what I'm doing then you decided that at 18 where you know if you take a year or two you do some construction trade there's, there's loads of time to be an architect in your life or decide that that's not exactly what you want to do. <laughs> so I think you will go far. I have heard nothing but good things about you from the people in the building science community and your instructor. And I love that you chose to participate in this, even though you had other classes kind of already lined up for your senior year. And I'm just really disappointed for you guys not being able to finish the house. That's just a big bummer. So. I really, I'm hoping this will all blow over and when we get warmer weather, we'll be able to make it out here. And um, I'm no stranger to working on school things over the summer. Uh, the way that our yearbook works is we come in, we're in our journalism lab from eight to two or three almost every day through July, middle of July. And um, what I love about it is I'm getting experience doing, doing my absolute best for something that I don't get paid for. I put myself into it and that's what it is. It's no, the pay, the reward for me is the finished product, not the pay. And so that's why with um, our building trades class, you know, it's, it's a high school class. Some people took it like as a blow off course because they're figuring, oh, I'm never going to have homework. But uh, what they didn't get was you're putting in a lot of work for things that you're not going to get paid for. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a group of us coming back over the summer to get this finished. Yeah, I think um, those are the most rewarding projects. And uh I am super impressed that at 18, you've already figured that out. Uh, or actually, I don't even know if you're 18 yet, but nope. <laughs> and nope. not yet 18, uh, that you've already figured it out is some of my favorite projects. Some of my best passion projects are the stuff that I don't get paid for, but I put a lot of time into because it's my heart and soul of what I care about and what I love and the finished product and, you know, helping other people succeed in, in what they're doing. And, that's the part that is worth any of the time that you put in. So uh, I am very impressed with what you're doing so far and obviously wish you the best of luck. Any other imparting wisdom that you can give to other people looking to um, 
jump over the hurdle of thinking that they can't do it? Um, there's not a hurdle there. That's perfect advice. <laughs> so, um, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to me. Um, oh, I appreciate this too. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm blessed to see other people, uh, being passionate about it. And I think that that's, that's the best thing that hopefully we'll get out of, you know, being home right now is just seeing other people and saying, I can do that. I can move in that direction. And if you ever need anything, just reach out. I know you'll have a ton of support uh, behind you, especially in the building science community. You'll go far. Uh, so um, lots of people out here rooting for you. It's really exciting for me. I hope you enjoyed this special episode. It's a short one with Sydney, but getting to hear about her experience in the trade industry and getting into it in the high school ages and being a female in construction. I think it's great what she decided to do and how she approached it. And uh, we all wish her the best of luck. If you want to hear more from Sydney or you'd like to see her in Fine Home Building or Green Building Advisor, uh, let's make that happen for her. So thanks for tuning in today and we'll see you next week.